TalkLine Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. And now, you're listening to TalkLine with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Here is your host. Welcome back to the program, Mom. Zev Brenner, the headlines around the country, and I'm reading from Newsweek, says football coach suspended after allegedly forcing a Jewish player to eat pork. And there were seven, I believe, eight coaches involved. I believe they were all suspended. The boys' attorney joins us right now from Canton, Ohio, Edward Gilbert. Thank you for joining our broadcast. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, Mr. Gilbert. Yes, how are you this evening? Good, thank you. So the report said that the boy was Jewish, but from what I understand is he's really more of a Hebrew Israelite, which is an offshoot. It's not, it's not really Jews because some of, some of them don't, most of them don't really convert to Judaism, but they practice a form of Judaism. Am I correct? That is correct. Okay, but the story is still a shocking one, whether he's Jewish or Hebrew Israelite or Muslim forced to eat pork. It's just shocking. So I know it's a 17-year-old football player. We're not allowed to give his identity out right now, but tell us exactly the circumstances of what transpired. Well, uh, this uh, child uh, actually worked, actually um, goes to uh, the uh, Kent McKinley um, High School. And this is a high school that um, has a storied uh, football program. They've won several state championships here in Ohio. And um, on May the 19th, he uh, was working out, and he uh, was in the weight practice. It's a non-mandatory weight practice. And he injured his left shoulder during the weight program. So on May the 20th, the next day, he decided that he would miss uh, uh, the um, weight program and uh, uh, give his shoulder a rest. And so on May the 24th, which is the next day, which is a Monday, he uh, appeared for practice, and the coach evidently was upset that he had missed on May the 20th. And uh, even though it was not mandatory um, uh, practice, and uh, the coach then uh, came to him in the weight room and told him that he had to appear in the gym area. And when he walked into the gym, he was uh, there was a chair in the center of the gym, and a pizza box was in the chair. And his uh, he had about 35 to 40 teammates there, and the uh, they had uh, the head coach was running the whole situation along with um, uh, seven of his. Um, assistant and um, he they told him to have a seat and to uh, open up the pizza box so he opened up the pizza box and did have a seat and it was a pepperoni pizza and the coach for reasons that we still don't understand told this child to eat the pizza now they had been in um, uh, all types of um, uh, meal meetings before that, and everyone knew the kid did not eat pork. And for punishment, the coach indicated he had to eat this this uh, pizza uh, that was loaded with um, pepperoni. And the kid told him at least ten times, according to the kid and the other teammates, that he did not eat pork and could not eat that. And 
and then the uh, coach finally indicated to him that he could remove the um, pepperoni. And so he did remove the pepperoni, and, the, of course, the, the pizza was loaded with uh, pork residue, and they allowed him to uh, remove some of the cheese, but they said he had to eat the whole thing with the exception of the end crust. And so if he did not, there was some question whether he would stay on the team. And he said his, uh, they said that his uh, um, position on the team would be in jeopardy and also indicated that the other teammates would have to run extra drills if he did not eat the whole pizza. So there would be, be collective punishment. If he didn't eat the pizza, there would be collective punishment where all the other football teammates would be forced to do extra drills and other things as, punish, as collective punishment. That's correct. And so the kid then, um, uh, he was yelled at by the uh, coaching staff, eat it, eat it, eat it. And some of the other uh, teammates, of course, they didn't want to do extra drills that day. And so they were telling him, why don't you just go ahead and eat the darn thing, you know. And so he did uh, finally um, consume the pizza with the exception of the end crust. And he had thrown the uh, pepperoni on the floor and thrown the um, end crust on the floor, and they made him get down and, and clean that up. So he had to, after he finished the pizza, had to clean that up and put it in the pizza box and throw the pizza box away. He did dismiss the rest of the team that day and ordered um, uh, the kid to go outside and do extra drills, and he had to go out to the um, football um, stadium. And he had to do what they call duck walk in a snake fashion from the end zone to the um, 50-yard line and back. And um, uh, that was the basically uh, what occurred. And he did report that. The child did report that, of course, to his parents. He was really distraught about it. He reported to one of the coaches that was not there that day. And the coach is the one that one of the assistant coaches that wasn't there that day uh, reported it to the superintendent and and um, uh, ended up, um, of course, the other day they did terminate the head coach and uh, six of the assistants that were harassing and hazing this kid. So that, in, in a nutshell, is what occurred. Now, the we did invite the attorney for the other side to represent one of the coaches, Peter uh, Patakos, and he claims that the boy could have had chicken nuggets since they didn't have to eat the pizza. And uh, he said it's been exaggerated and uh, he could have left at any time. And uh, so, therefore, the boy ate because he wanted. I'm just re- repeating what the lawyer from one of the coaches said. Yeah, I mean, that is a moving, their defense is a moving target because they say that there was a, uh, at first they said there was a uh, uh, McDonald's chicken nuggets there where the kid could have consumed that and he had a choice and then they come back and say well there were no chicken nuggets there but he was offered chicken nuggets and they would go out and get him the chicken nuggets so you know i don't know what where they came up with that but uh, then they have a couple kids that were very close to the head coach that doesn't like to see the head coach uh, get fired and they were coming in saying that he could have left at any time but he was not told that he could leave he was told that he had to eat it eat it and that if he didn't, he would have a, there would be consequences in regards to his uh, status on the team, along with the uh, 
additional uh, exercise that the other teammates had to uh, perform. Now, forgive me for what so I the, read too. Uh, was the was the pizza stale? Was it inedible? Was that on top of it that there was ham and it was offensive to this young man? Was it also inedible and made it mean something that really nobody should be eating? Well, I don't know at this point. Um, in the investigation, we'll we'll find out about that. Of course, the school board didn't buy the coach's explanation at at, at all. Um, there is a we found out later that there is a tape of the incident, and the school board reviewed that tape and found that the credibility of the student was exactly on point, and what the uh, uh, coach was saying was simply not true. And they made no bones about it that it was. Uh, and they said it was uh, undeniable that um, the kids' um, uh, version of this uh, event was, in fact, true. And there was no defense to it. So um, I, whether it was edible or not, I don't know how long the No, it's still wrong, there. but I was just wondering. It, makes it, it compounds the situation if you're making somebody who they knew. They, they knew that this young man's religion forbade him from eating pork. That's clear, right? Is that? Oh, yeah. Okay. That, that's undisputed. That's undisputed. Okay, that's undisputed. So if it would have been inedible on top of that, and plus the fact that it goes against his dietary restrictions, that just makes it a much stronger offense, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, the, the school board was uh, just shocked by it. And uh, um, after an investigation where they reviewed the tape uh, and reviewed the statements, it's pretty clear that the coach was simply lying about the whole incident, and they turned it over to the um, uh, Canton, Ohio Police Department and also turned it over to the state um, uh, education uh, board uh, to go after the um, coach's uh, teaching license. And, of course, we have an anti-hazing um, statute, and also we have a statute of uh, against any uh, abuse of a child. And if you observe any abuse, then that's a violation, a criminal violation. So those are the two uh, claims that the police department is reviewing at this point. Have you seen the video? Because the police have. Have you seen it? No, I've not. And are you expected to get the video at any time in the near future? Oh, yes. I've been um, contacted by counsel for the school board that said we would be able to view the video um, and right now, uh, we will be doing that the first part of this week. Now, is this common? You know, forget the coach for a moment. Is this typical behavior if you mispractice or you do some infraction that they make you do some crazy thing? I don't understand what the punishment is. Is that if you mispractice or didn't or broke a rule that they make you eat something or they make you eat a pizza? What, what's the logic? I just don't understand what has transpired. Putting the coach on the side, what went through the coach's mind? I, I mean, this was the most stupid act you can imagine. I mean, there's absolutely no precedent for this. Uh, sure, if you miss a mandatory practice, there's uh, very common that you have to do extra sit-ups, maybe run around the uh, the field or something like that. But to force someone to eat anything, particularly if it's against their, their religion and their diet, this is unprecedented. We don't have anything that I'm aware of in the country that's even remotely uh, similar to this. So this was very unusual. We are trying to figure out what was in this coach's mind. His uh, lawyer 
is uh, claiming that uh, uh, this was appropriate, believe it or not. And we feel that this is the most stupid act you can imagine. But they're trying to say, the defense is trying to say that it was an appropriate uh, uh, penalty. And um, that is, goes beyond the, that's just against the grain. And the uh, school system itself is saying they've never heard of anything like that. He was way out of line. No, it's sounding like way out of line. And from now those that are just tuning in, we're looking at the case of a 17-year-old Canton, Ohio student and who was forced by a coach. Now, how many people uh, forced him? Was it one coach? Was it six coaches, seven coaches? I'm trying to get a handle on the number because I believe six or seven were suspended. Yeah, uh, well, they were terminated. They were suspended during the course of the investigation, and then they were terminated. Uh, I think it was last uh, Thursday they were terminated. And um, the the way it occurred, from what we've been able to ascertain, uh, is that the coach was yelling at the kid, harassing the kid, and the assistant coaches were falling right in line. And according to our law here in Ohio, you know, you if you see an abuse, you're supposed to step in and stop it. <clears throat> you're not supposed to participate. And unfortunately, the assistant coaches not only witnessed that, but failed to step in and failed to stop it. Ed Gilbert is our guest. He's an attorney representing the 17-year-old boy. He's a Hebrew-Israelite. The media has labeled as being Jewish, but uh, the correct terminology is a Hebrew-Israelite, which is not technically Jewish, not really Jewish, but they consider themselves Jewish. They have different Hebrew-Israelite sects around the country. But they, this one does keep kosher, and they were forced to eat pork, and we're speaking to the attorney. When we come back, we continue our conversation. Talkline Radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the TalkLine network and TalkLine's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at TalkLineNetwork.com. You're listening to TalkLine with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Ed Gilbert is our guest. He is an attorney representing a 17-year-old. The magazines and newspapers said he's Jewish. Actually, he's a Hebrew-Israelite, and he was forced by his football coach to eat ham against his religious beliefs. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hill. Stan, your question for our guest. Go ahead. Counselor, can you hear me, Counselor? Yes, I can hear you. Thank I'm hearing you. I mean, an echo. Go ahead. Got an echo. Go ahead. Okay. Counselor. Uh, what you have not met, first of all, this is the twilight zone, if I've ever heard anything. This is simply because, one, the coach, which you have not mentioned, is an African-American, a man of color, and the kid is an Arab or a Jewish, a dark, a dark Arab or so forth. This is as crazy as it gets. The point I'm trying to point to is uh, it's crazy. It doesn't make sense. Why didn't anybody standing around, say anything. The kids, the coaches, even the assistants, nobody said anything. Is there anything on the video that shows anybody saying anything? Yes. The kid indicated at least ten times, I can't eat this. I don't eat pork. 
I'm not allowed to eat pork. You are correct. The coach is African American. The kid is African American as well. <laughs> why they did why they did not um, uh, under, understand or take his uh, uh, comments, I do not I do not know. They knew before this that this kid did not eat pork because in the prior team meals he never ate pork and indicated I can't eat pork. The coach knew that, and what it was is a punitive act. The coach was upset. This is a star football player. He's 6'5", he's 280 pounds. He plays offense and defense and tackle. He's the top guy on this team. Uh-huh. He's only 17 years old. And That's the point, no yeah. Okay. Yeah. If he wasn't a top guy, he wouldn't. I don't think they would have done anything, but he's possibly important to the team. The thing that I want to know is... Uh, this man and the team, again, nobody said anything. None of the stuff. Uh, will they be banning football from this school because of this? They will not ban football. They have terminated the head coach and six of his assistants, and they have uh, the athletic director uh, is taking over the program. Uh, and as you might suspect, this kid is questioning whether he's going to stay on this team because the the uh, coach has a number of kids there that really support the coach. They just like the coach no matter what the coach did, you know. Let me and, ask you uh, this. Is, is there anti, do you think that, well, obviously I don't think there's racism here. Do you think there's a form of anti-Semitism here? Absolutely. I mean, you know, they, they knew this kid did not uh, eat pork, and they knew it was because of his religion. Right. You have to understand in the African-American community, which I am African-American, right. uh, some people are just, uh, you know, ignorant or just don't understand. And I think this is one of those situations where you have an ignorant African-American coach who felt that he did not, he didn't feel the kid really um, uh, uh, followed his faith, which there's no indication that the kid did not. And he was trying to punish this kid. And he was trying to get to this kid's head, and he did it in a most horrible, deplorable manner. You know? Will the kids, and will the children, the kids who are on the team, will they be lectured to? Because in a way, they might have been scared, but they did nothing. I mean, will they be spoken to in regard to well, help? You know, in that regard, you have to understand that these coaches are role models. I mean, they are next to God to be, <laughs> you know. And and when you have somebody that's a super role model. You know, you really don't question. You figure that he knows what he's doing, you know. And um, uh, as a role model, you, you follow along, and that's the danger of this. Like, uh, I'll give the school system this. They did uh, uh, submit uh, uh, a, uh, a, a pattern of um, uh, counseling for all the kids. They feel the kids need counseling, and, of course, they do. And our, but, has, the Jewish, has the Jewish community... Rabbis or the uh, clerics in the area, have they come to support of the family and the kid? Absolutely, and I'm so proud of that. They have sent emails, they have sent uh, communications uh, expressing their disgust with this and wanting to help out with counseling, that the, 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 the football players need to understand the seriousness of what happened here. Some of them simply don't know. Uh, and they followed this role model, this coach, and no, they didn't say anything. That they, they're afraid to say anything, and the coach is just 
went along with programs as assistant coaches who I think really are, are the, the people that should have spoke up. You can't expect a, a 15-, 16-, 17-year-old kid to speak up against their coach. You know, uh, of course, you know, this was the most peculiar, stupid incident that I've seen, uh, and uh, uh, maybe the, the kids should have known that in a sense. But I think they were hesitant to do this, but... I, I do uh, understand, and I've gotten several uh, communications from some of the teammates uh, uh, indicating their disgust, indicating that they are ashamed of themselves as to why they didn't speak up at the time. Uh, they are going through a lot of mental anguish as well. Will the family will the family be suing or going to court to get compensation in any way from the Board of Education or the city? Absolutely. That's going to come up within the next couple of weeks. You know, we're putting that together now, you know. And i got to tell you that the precedence for this is actually zero. You know, I mean, uh, we've done a national search and so forth. I mean, we have uh, a couple odd cases, but nothing like this. So this is a case of first impression, if you will. This is anti-Semitism, counselor, in the most unbelievable way. Stan, I appreciate your phone call. Thank you. Okay. But let me ask you, is it anti-Semitic? Do people know, because Hebrew Israelites are not Jews. They follow uh, the Jewish precepts, or some of them, but they're not typically Jews. So would you say it's anti-Semitism or, it's just, or anti-Hebrew Israelite because it's not, a Jew, it's not Judaism? That's what I'm trying to ascertain, even though they do keep dietary laws. And from what I understand, that the family kept kosher since 2013, only buying kosher-certified products. You have to understand that in the African-American community, Hebrew Israelites are Jewish. Okay, now I realize in the strict sense of the of the uh, uh, religion they are not, but in the eyes of the African American community, and I'm sure in the eyes of this particular coach, they were Jewish, and he just did not he he just did not respect this faith. And um, you know, even though technically they're not quote unquote Jewish, but they practice those same type of guidelines in terms of dietary situations. And um, uh, I think that this is anti-Semitism, no question about it in my mind. And, and the, whether they're Jews or Muslims who don't eat pork, the coach has no business forcing that. Moshe in Brooklyn, your question for our guest. Go ahead. Moshe, are you there? Okay, if Moshe is not there, we'll take another phone call. Uh, two one two. You hear me? Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear me? Go, go ahead, Moshe. Yes. Now I hear you. Go I ahead. I just want to know well, how much did he eat? Did he actually eat the food? Yeah, he ate the whole did pizza, he? with the exception of the end. So it was a pizza. So I want to ask you. I don't think well, you know. He did take off. He didn't eat the pepperoni. The pizza was soiled with the. Uh, well, in Jewish law, a normal Jew would not eat that. Excuse me, a Jewish uh, Orthodox Jew would not eat that, even if it uh, touched uh, something. But that's a, that's the point that the council. That's the point. That's the point Ed's making is that even when he peeled off the pepperoni, there's still traces of the ham. He was forced. So he didn't want. If he was a religious, if he was religious, if he was a religious person, let's say, why would he eat it? I mean, I know if I was on a team, I would not eat it. I'd rather just walk away and then resume the problem later. Why did he stay there? That's his religious well, conviction. That's all I have. But that question, not saying the well, question, you know, definitely wrong. Must let Ed respond to you. Go ahead. Yeah, this is a seventeen-year-old kid. Okay, and his uh, uh, he's gotten two uh, full-ride scholarships from Division One schools. And they're talking about, look, we're going to, your position on this, this uh, uh, team is going to be in question. That means his, 
his livelihood down the road is in question. You know, so he was probably and, not uh, such a religious person. No, but you listen. Well, he, he was forced you, to listen. As a seventeen-year-old kid, not forced. Forced doesn't mean forced. That's not called forced. There were people who were forced to eat non-culture. Forced means they took a gun and they said, "If you don't eat, the, if you don't eat this, we're going to kill you." He was not forced. He had a choice. If a person has some religious convictions, I don't care what religion. Okay. He doesn't eat the thing. He goes. He he does what he's supposed to do, and then he gets to the, he reports it to the proper authorities. Well, that's going to be a jury question, you know. And I mean, that's no, but that's a question on him. Hold on, Mike. Let let let, let let Ed respond to you because you raise a good point. I'm going to have Ed respond to you. Go ahead, Ed. Yeah, I mean, that's the defense of the of the coach is that you know, well, you know, maybe I was stupid, but the kid ate it, you know, and um, you know to. Uh, the kid felt that he had to eat it, it, it because the teammates were around also saying, go ahead and eat the thing, just let it go, eat it, and then the coaches are saying... I don't know, how, I don't know how spiritual our religion is. But the point, hold on, Mush. From a legal perspective, he has an honest belief that he should not eat pork, and he does not eat pork. Now, from a, from a legal point, he, that is religion. It's honest belief in a face, okay? So that's the legal standard for that. So our position is that he was uh, he, he was following his religious faith and was forced to eat it. Now, you know, if you feel that, hey, he should not eat it, he should just uh, uh, walk away and, and, and go another way, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a point, you know, that they're making is that, hey, you know, maybe he should, maybe he's not religious, maybe he should just walk away. Now, you know, I mean, come on now. I mean, I'll say a different that? point. What happens if somebody's allergic to the food and he dies from it and he gets allergic reaction? What about that? As far as the, yeah. the coaches, how could they do that anyway? Yeah. I mean, the kid hasn't eaten any pork uh, since uh, 2013. Probably got used to it before. But anyway, much thank you for your phone call. But here's the point before we take our next phone call, Ed, is that – he, there's also peer pressure because they kept saying that they're going to be collective punishments. So no kid, 17 right. years old, wants to be in a situation where if he doesn't eat the pizza, doesn't eat the pepperoni, doesn't eat the ham, where you're going to have uh, five or ten, I don't know how many of, of his teammates were there, would be subject to collective punishment. I don't think any kid really wants to see other people punished because he's not doing something. Yeah, I mean, the peer pressure is unbelievable. and. You know, I mean, they and to some of the kids, they said, "Well, yeah, he took off the pepperoni, pepperoni." I mean, what's the problem? You know, they don't understand that that pizza is soaked with pork residue. It's tainted, you know? and, exactly. Uh, you know, and and they just don't understand it. The, the, and probably the coach didn't understand that. We'll take his deposition and find out where his head was. But obviously, his head was not really. He wasn't really thinking about uh, what he was doing. You know, at least I don't think he was. But at the same token, he did, in fact, order the pizza. He did pay for the pizza. He didn't get a veggie pizza. He got a pork pizza. You know, now what's that about? Jeff you know? in Brooklyn, your question for Ed. Go ahead. Well, I just want to make a statement. The uh, Hebrew Israelites in Demona, Israel, are accepted as a uh, Shomri Mitzvah, as Jews, and they serve in the Israeli army where it is a criminal offense to eat pork. I just want to let you know that. 
I, I appreciate you. And by the way, there are different sects of the Hebrew Israelites. Some of them are in Israel. Some of them won't go. Some of them say that they're the real Jews and the Jews are not the Jews. They're different groupings of the Hebrew Israelites. I'm not sure which grouping this individual belongs to. But regardless, the fact is, though, is that nobody should be forced to eat anything that goes against their religious beliefs. That's that's just the principle. Well, I, do, I do know the ones in Demona are very, very patriotic. Yeah, no, we, and we've interviewed some of the Hebrew Israelites from Israel. We've had them on this broadcast. So if you go to our archives, it's there. Absolutely correct. And thank you for bringing that out. Well, we appreciate Okay, have a nice day. Okay. Before, before we break, Ed, so the, the, the other side, the coach. Hello? Okay, we're going we're gonna to take a short commercial break. When we come back, I'll pick up on that point. We'll pick up on that question. Our guest is Ed Gilbert, an attorney for a 17-year-old boy. He is um, somebody who was forced by his coaches to eat pork. And uh, we're going to continue taking your phone calls at 212-769-1925, 212-769-1925, extension 100. If you want to comment on that, if you think that the, the coaches have any justification or are you outraged at this take place, and we're going to find them. Where is everybody talking about it? They talk about different criminal offenses and attacks against different ethnic groups and religious groups. I would like to see more outrage about this event as well. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned. You're listening to the TalkLine Network. Hi, this is David Gabe, and you're listening to the Zev Brenner Show. Are you interested in hosting your own radio show and podcast, or perhaps a TV program? TalkLine Network can help you get on the air from one hour weekly to 24 hours a day. Ideal for ethnic, foreign language, medical, business, and religious broadcasting. We also have full-time radio stations for lease, as well as FM HD channels. For more information, please call 212-769-1925. That's 212-769-1925. Or email zevbrenner at gmail.com. You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Talkline Radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the Talkline Network and Talkline's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. Or email info at talklinenetwork.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for listening to TalkLine Communications Network, America's leading Jewish radio and TV network since 1981. For continuous non-stop Jewish broadcasting, please go right now online to TalkLineCommunications.com. For more information on all of TalkLine's Jewish radio and TV shows, please call 212-769-1925 or email info at TalkLineCommunications.com. Our 24-hour day listen line is 605-562-5174. That's 24-hour day listen line, 605-562-5174. Thank you for listening.